Welcome to Craft Life, Episode 24, Knit Well. In this episode, I'll let you in on a temporary change of schedule. We have some great audio feedback. I try to use my craftiness to get in shape. And I've made a decision on the short stays pattern. All this coming up in this episode of Craft Life, the podcast all about living the creative life. Hello and welcome to episode 24 on this gorgeous spring day here in Texas. The winds are high, the temperature is perfect, and fingers crossed it stays like this for as long as possible. Hopefully it will stay like this because we will be moving very shortly. Let's get started with a quick update on the house. About half of our house is in boxes right now. This week I packed, drum roll please, the craft room. That's right. All of my crafty things have been packed and put away, but they were done so very strategically. You see, I still have one box that I've left open, and the projects that I'm currently working on are easily accessible without me having to cut tape and dig through packed boxes. So I have done this with some sort of plan in mind. We are supposed to be closing this week. Ooh, it's so here. It's here. I'm excited. I can't wait. And uh, that brings me to, as I mentioned in the intro, the temporary change of schedule. Craft Life will not be coming to you in its regular schedule and regular format throughout the month of June. Pretty much as soon as we get finished moving into the new house, we're going on vacation. It's, it's back to back. It's crazy. So during the month of June, the podcast will be probably a bit sporadic. You can expect no full-length episodes, but I hope to get some short episodes kind of out to you as my schedule will allow. Right now, I record on the weekends, and the next three or four weekends are going to be spent holding a garage sale, painting rooms, shopping, all of that good stuff that goes along with, with a move. So you can expect to hear from me, but just not in the same long format that you normally get. I do have a few new songs in the works, and hopefully I would really like to get at least one of those out to you during the month of June. So stay tuned, and uh, hopefully I'll be able to get that out to you. Also, don't forget that Worldwide Knit and Public Day is coming up. If that is something that you celebrate, and as a knitter, of course, we should all be celebrating that. The Worldwide Knit and Public Day website says that they are running the event June the 9th through the 17th. I thought it was just the 9th, but it seems to be across the whole week. So if you get a chance in that span of time to knit in public, I encourage you to do so. Also, if you visit the website, you can look up places around where you live that may be holding Worldwide Knit in Public Day events. So you can check that out and see if maybe you can catch up with other knitters and knit as a group. And with that, let's get on with the rest of the show. If this is your first time listening to Craft Life, welcome, and you may not be aware that we are currently running the Say Anything giveaway. The winner of this giveaway receives two skeins of Plymouth Boku yarn in color number 7. It's a total of 198 yards of 95% wool, 5% silk, single-ply, iron weight yarn. 
check out this yarn online. It's gorgeous. It's full of blues and blue greens and, and indigos. And there's even a dash of brown in there. It's just absolutely beautiful. All you have to do to enter is share your embarrassing moments that are knitting or craft related. You can do this by leaving a comment in the show notes for episode 23 on the website, which is craftlifecentral.com or in the Ravelry Craft Life group thread called Say Anything Giveaway. We have already had some very funny entries over there already. Feel free to comment in the thread, but you must share a story in order to be entered into the giveaway. You can also enter the giveaway by calling the audio feedback line. That number is 682-999-8409. You can also find this in the upper right-hand corner of the Craft Life website. If you enter this way by leaving an audio comment, you will get counted as two entries. This giveaway runs until the end of the month, so you have until 11.59 p.m. Central Standard Time on Thursday, May 31st to enter. We've already had one entry via the audio feedback line. I'm so excited to share with you. Michelle S1956 called and shared this story, which is both cringeworthy and funny all at the same time. I have what turned out to be a fun story now that it's years ago. One of my brothers, when he was smaller, was playing in the living room. And without him realizing it, he bounced down on the cushion on the couch and found my mother's very small crochet hook embedded into his backside. This caused a great amount of fear for him and my mom. She kept thinking, do I pull it out? Because it was just in the fleshy part of the rear end. But she didn't, you know, she didn't know what was really in there if she could hurt it. So she had to call the doctor. And the doctor told her, yes, you can pull that right out. But it made for such a good story, and it's been passed around for years and years and years. And yes, my brother did go and get a tetanus shot, and he's fine. <laughs> but he couldn't sit for a while. Thanks. Bye. Stove up. Adjective. Definition. Stiff and sore. Usage example. I overdid it at the gym this afternoon, and now I'm all stove up. This phrase, stove up, has been pretty much a key phrase with me fairly recently. About a month ago, I decided, you know what, it was time to get in shape. My day job requires me to sit in front of a computer all day. And of course, as a knitter, there is not a lot of other activity that I can do along with knitting. I've heard of people who are able to walk on the treadmill and knit at the same time. I'm not yet there with my level of coordination. So being in a fairly sedentary lifestyle, I decided, you know, I, I am of the age where I need to make it happen now if I'm going to make it happen and, and make good life choices for the rest of my life. So I started working out and did a little bit of diet adjusting about a month ago. And that first week, 
absolutely, I was stove up all week. I would come home from the gym, relax a little bit on the couch that evening, maybe watch an hour of TV. And then when I tried to stand up, it was like I needed a crane to get me off the couch. It was so painful and oh, it was so sore. Thankfully, I am proud to say that as of now, I'm not nearly as stove up as I was back at the beginning of the month. Starting to get into shape, uh, starting to see the results of getting into shape, which has been fabulous. There are two iPhone apps that I have been using fairly regularly to help me out with that. The first one is called Lose It, and it is a it is a calorie calculating app. The way this app works is you input your height and weight, and it gives you a set amount of calories that you should net every day based on the goal that you hope to achieve with your weight loss. Uh, it keeps track of the food that you eat throughout the day and subtracts the calories for any exercise that you do. So it's it's kind of a balancing act, and it keeps up with that for you so you don't have to work too hard to get those calories figured out. It's a very user-friendly app. I know that MyFitnessPal is one that is also fairly popular. I've tried that in the past, uh, but Lose It really works for me. So if you are looking for a workout, get into shape app to help you keep those calories in check, I would recommend Lose It. And the other app that I have been using is called Zombies Run. Now, this is an app I discovered from the blog like it's the end of the world host Laura Geeson and she mentioned it in one of her fairly recent podcasts. It is a running app. I am not yet a runner. I'm still a fairly brisk walker. Running on treadmills kind of, I don't know, makes me a little bit nervous. But the way this app works is it's kind of like a game. And if you know, I am a bit of a video gamer. So this was really right up my alley. All you have to do is plug the headphone in and start a run. And while you are going, the app ping-pongs back and forth between the music you've set up for your playlist and a story. And in this story, you are runner number five. And this is after the zombie apocalypse has happened. There are uh, very few survivors, and it's up to you to get jobs done outside of the camp where the zombies are running loose. And it really is a very fun app whenever your run is over. You take all the supplies that you picked up during your run and you can assign it to different areas of the camp and unlock different missions. So it, it really helps to pass the time when running, which for me is not a very enjoyable activity yet. I'm hoping that I can get to a point where it will be, but it, it helps keep your mind engaged while you're on a treadmill, going nowhere actually. Uh, but it is a lot of fun, so I, I would recommend checking that out too if you are a runner or like me, a fairly brisk walker. If you follow me on Twitter, you may see that I've been tweeting a little bit lately with the hashtag FiberFitness. You see, I was doing a bit of drop spindling the other day, and I drop spindle standing. I don't do that from a seated position because I'm not, not that tall. I don't raise that far above the floor. So I stand to drop spindle, and I started thinking, surely this is burning more calories than sitting on the couch right? I mean, it's got to be. I'm standing, number one. Number two, my hands and arms are in constant motion, so it's got to be burning some calories. So I started to do a little research and came across the website caloriesperhour.com. And while caloriesperhour.com will not tell you how many calories you burn while drop spindling, it will tell you how many calories you burn from knitting. This website covers almost every activity you could possibly think of. All you do is input your weight and it will tell you 
based on whatever activity you pick, how many calories per hour that you're burning. So I've started to kind of count my knitting and my spinning calories burned. It's a bit tongue in cheek, let's be honest, because knitting does not burn that many more calories than sitting. But, you know, it's just kind of a fun way to keep up with, with what I'm doing. So if you see me on Twitter with the hashtag FiberFitness, you know that I'm trying to find a way to combine my knitting and my fiber activities with a bit of fitness. And I can honestly say, knitting has never left me stove up. Let's get down to a little crafty talk, shall we? In episode 23, I mentioned that I cast on the short stays pattern by Larissa Brown. Now, this pattern faced a bit of controversy. When Adam looked at the pattern, he said he thought that it looked like the model was wearing her bra on the outside of her shirt. I thought it was a cute pattern. He said not so much, and I wasn't sure what to do. So I put the question to you, my lovely listeners, and you answered loudly and clearly. We interrupt this podcast to bring you a very special report. Recently, our town has become the home of a new group of crime-fighting heroes who call themselves keeping neighbors inherently trendy while expunging ludicrous looks, or knitwell. They have been spotted patrolling the streets clad in perfectly fitted knitwear and armed with various sized DPNs and iPads loaded with the latest Brooklyn Tweed lookbook. This ragtag group of fashion-forward individuals has taken it upon themselves to keep our fair city clothing crime free. But this is no ordinary band of fashion police. This group specifically targets crimes involving knitted fashion. Our man on the streets, Henry McHenry, managed to catch this band of do-gooders in the act and spoke a few words with the gang's ringleader. Here's what he had to say. <laughs> There's just no reason that anyone should be walking around wearing unflattering knitwear. There are too many patterns out there for every body type. Just because something works on a model doesn't mean it will work on everybody else on the planet. We just want to help the knitting public look and feel their best. This ringleader, who goes simply by the name Adam, is joined in his efforts by other Knitwell members. We have learned that these other members are known as Craft Rabbits, Michelle S1956, Judy Uni, and Secret Squire. Together, they work tirelessly in their efforts to make the knitting world a more beautiful place. On behalf of knitters everywhere, I would just like to say, we thank you. This concludes our special report. We now return you to your regularly scheduled program. And even though I was about halfway finished with the waistband, I've decided not to knit the short stays pattern. So thank you so much for all of you who shared your opinions. I think it would have turned out to be something that I thought was cute, but never got around to wearing many times. Just one of those projects. So thank you so much for your feedback. And that has been frogged and rewound and is ready for a more appropriate pattern for me. Since I had come to a bit of a crossroads with my knitting, I decided to take a break from it 
for a little while and I picked up a crochet hook. In honor of my fiber fitness, I have started crocheting the Amigurumi Fat Baby by Jennifer Christensen. Now let me explain to you what, what this fat baby is. It looks very much like the adipose alien from Doctor Who. For those of you who are not familiar with Doctor Who, there was an episode in which this drug company was selling a new diet pill, which they claimed would make the fat just walk away. And what happened to the people who took these pills is that their fat in their body would sort of glom together and form this alien creature called an adipose, which would then leave their body and literally walk away. In the TV series, these are the cutest little creatures ever that would be an alien in Doctor Who. And so as, as sort of my mascot for my fiber fitness, I am crocheting this little fat baby adipose. The yarn I'm using for this project is the dreaded Red Heart Super Saver in white. Okay, so Red Heart is not always dreaded. It is, it's a good yarn for crafts like this. It's not a yarn that I would want to knit a garment from because it is really scratchy and it's even been pretty scratchy just working with it, making up this fat baby, but it is, it's a very appropriate yarn for this project. Now, why do I even have this yarn? Well, if you remember all the way back to the beginning of the podcast, I used this yarn to cast on the stuffed TARDIS, which has since been relegated to the whip pile. So I thought, what better yarn to use for this project than to resurrect the yarn that I had discarded from the stuffed TARDIS and turn it into a new Doctor Who themed project. So that Amigurumi Fat Baby is on the go. I finished the body, the eyes and the mouth are on, and now all I have left to do are the arms and the legs. Outside of the realms of fiber, I've also been doing a bit of canning. Recently, Adam and I went to an estate sale where I found the Better Homes and Gardens Home Canning Cookbook. This was published in 1973 and is a pretty good starter canning cookbook. It goes through everything from fruits and vegetables to jams and jellies and pickling and even some freezing techniques. So it's it's really good. It has some really good color and black and white pictures to take you step by step through the canning process and I think would be a really good book for a beginner canner especially. It has tons of recipes and the recipe I went with was the peach cantaloupe conserve. Now what makes a conserve different from say a preserves is that they usually contain raisins and or nuts. And in this case, this conserve contains peach, cantaloupe, nutmeg, and almonds. Almonds is being the nuts in this one. It has turned out really well. It's very tasty and very, very sweet. And all week I've been thinking about this conserve and I think it would be excellent on a pork roast. So hopefully I'll get around to making one of those fairly soon and uh, give that conserve a try and I'll let you know how it turns out. This book is no longer in publication. It is out of print. So if you would like to try the peach cantaloupe conserve, I will post the recipe on the show notes for this episode, episode 24. And let me know if you try it out, if you like it, and uh, how it turns out for you. And finally, I am still spinning the Icelandic roving, but I have two full spindles. So I am two-thirds 
more more than two-thirds. I am almost all of the way there. I have a little bit more roving to put on this final drop spindle, and then I will be ready to ply. And if you saw my shoebox lazy Kate from the last episode, I'm ready to get that thing going and get it broken in very well with these three drop spindles worth of singles. And that's about all that I have been up to lately. And that's about it for this episode. Don't forget, if you haven't entered the giveaway yet, you can do that by leaving a comment in the show notes for episode 23 on the website or in the Ravelry thread called Say Anything Giveaway. That's in the Craft Life Ravelry group. Or you can do like Michelle S1956 and call and leave me some audio feedback. like to get in touch with me for something else you can email treacleandink at hotmail.com you can find the website at craftlifecentral.com on Ravelry and Facebook my name is Treacle and Ink. you can also join the Craft Life group in Ravelry or follow me on Twitter as Craft Life join me again in the next podcast episode and until then thanks so much and have a great week